Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't think you need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 <laughs> charger. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safely. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have to I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. Are you ready? Shall we? <laughs> Melvis? Yeah, Tom. You're here. Yeah, I'm here. But there is an eight-foot, I don't know, what do you want to call it? An eight-foot gorilla not in the room? Goonie Google. Robert's not here. Yeah. He has been traveling upon the East Coast. Let's call it the tri-state area. And what I want to know is, yeah. where in California specifically do I need to be to be living in a tri-state area? Is it like this weird desert spot between Nevada and Arizona and California? Do we, in fact, have a tri-state area? I don't think we do. And I, for one, will not stand for it any longer. Uh, excuse me, Tom. I think you may have uh, mistaken me for somebody who gives a crap. Oh, come on, Melvis. This is important. Why do they get a tri-state area? Who cares? They have snow and cold weather. They get to have a few extra things. All right. Tri-state. Good. You know what? Good point. Hey. We don't want any of those things. I got a new phone. Yeah, that's great, Mel. Did you get a new phone? No, people hate that phone. I see nothing but negative reviews on that phone. This phone is the bomb. Well's referring to his iPhone X, which some people are angry about because they didn't make an iPhone 9. And this isn't an iPhone show, so we won't go on it for very long. But again, it's not an iPhone 10. Yeah, it is. It's an iPhone X. It's an X, Mel. It's not a 9. This still lets them make a 9. I'm just saying, the camera, it's amazing. Is it? Yeah. Even for a man of your lack of photographic abilities. Exactly so now, because of that the reason. The crooked images badly composed yes. that you now take in yeah. HD yes. are that much better. Yeah. Wow, that's great. And the uh, slow motion at yeah. 60 frames per second at 1080p. Uh-huh. Yeah. Welcome to This Week in Apple. Hey, hey should we did talk you use this? that camera... For your YouTube visit to the Kettlehead Superman charger? No, the opening scene Uh is with the new camera, and then the Kettleman was with the old iPhone 7. Did you see the Kettleman video? I mean, I'm talking about it right now. So, it was great, wasn't it? It was good. Yeah, it was interesting. I liked your use of uh, what Robert referred to as the Ken Burns effect, although I didn't actually like the use of it. I may have overused it a bit. I like the fact that you got in and you got out in your normal Mel Herbert succinct boom, fashion. Boom. You didn't fluff it up like no some of the Kettleman charger videos. That drone on mm-hmm. and, and on. on. <laughs> Much like the opening <laughs> Much of this Much like podcast. the opening of this podcast, exactly. So, Tom, uh, we've yeah. got a little thing here, and I think you wrote it. Uh-huh. Uh, where are we with the Model 3? Where are we with the Model 3? I know where I am with the Model 3. I know where Tesla is because they just opened up. This is the big news of last mm-hmm. week. They just opened up configuring your Tesla for non-employees. They've mm-hmm. gotten through the employee backlog, and now they are beginning with people that are not employees. I don't think that's 100% accurate. Okay, why? Because I think they've gotten through some of the employees located in California, but not all. 
They have mm-hmm. another four weeks to finish those. I don't believe they ever said they were going to put all employees, because there are employees in Nevada. Yes. There are employees in Nuevo York. Eh? Yes. There are employees scattered amongst all of the states that have, let's call them uh, Tesla stores and or service centers. Okay. But so, the, this is still a, a significant uh, oh my step goodness. forward. So significant. This is non-employees starting to get cars. I mean, come on, Tom, get a little excited I about this. Am? Oh, if you don't think I've been excited, let me ask you this question. Since you yes. saw the news, yes. how many times a day have you checked your email oh. to see if Tesla sent you the configuration? We can't do it on a day. That's too long a time frame. <laughs> ask me how many times per hour I check the website, check my email <laughs> to see if I have a configuration button. Ask me that question. You, how many times per hour do Ten. you check? Wow, <laughs> that is a lot. I'm kind of excited about that is configuring that this is a, thing. That is and you, lot. sir, how many times have you checked? Because you are getting a Model 3. It's actually Go. easier at this point to ask me how often I'm doing other things. Because <laughs> it's so not very many. Wow. Because I am checking a lot. I want that email in such a bad way right now. Like, it is insanity. Well, I'm you don't ready. have it. I don't have it. Do you no. expect to see it anytime soon? Define soon. We're getting into a lot of semantic Politics. arguments. Here. Well, I don't know what your reservation says. My reservation says they're going to build mine between November and January. That is correct. And if four weeks is the Thank time you. frame, yes. that means theoretically, in the theory, by December 3 1, yes. New Year's Eve, as it were, Thank you. that should be the day. The place that I am going, you have already taken us. <laughs> but the other part about it that I've seen inklings of is they're also basing deliveries on whether or not you're willing to pick it up in the Fremont factory. However... I was never asked that option. You know what I'm saying? Like like in the configurator thing that they have on their website currently, where you want to pick it up, like are you willing to pick it up in Fremont is not an option. So I don't know where people are coming up with that tidbit of information. I don't really want to go to Fremont. But you would. I would. But the problem is, is then I'm using up all my free charging to get the thing home for the whole year, potentially. Or a lot of it. No, you'll charge once. It's got a 310-mile range. I assume you're getting the big battery version. And you're going to do one oh, yeah. little chargey, chargey bit. If Ooh, they no. give it to you full, they better. Chargey, chargey bit on the way home. So you'll charge like once in Kettleman City for 20 minutes, and you'll get yourself home. Nice. I like your, you know what, your positivity is Do you is, like that? is actually effervescent. Maybe you and I can hold hands on the train up to Fremont and pick up our cars together. We could make it an event. <laughs> I could use my iPhone X and video it. It would be short because that's how my videos roll. So that brings up the other point, Mel. Yes. So you're getting it as soon as they let you now. I think so. Mm, interesting. Because you have, like, the best breakfast food on the planet waffled so many times. Yes. On this particular situation. I've been, yes, I've been no. I've been yes, I've been no. You were no, maybe yes. You were maybe yes, no. You were a delete. You were a wait for the duel. Yes. So now you're in, and you must be in big battery, and you must oh, yeah. be in premium. No. Then you're not getting it in Jan. Oh, yeah, I am in premium. So let me tell you. Yeah, so I want the big battery, mm-hmm. and I want the premium. And you want it now. And I'm getting the autopilot. 
Mm. But I'm not getting the self-driving. Mm, that's probably smart because you're already paying for that once. Yeah, I've already paid <laughs> for wait, that thing. Or wait, is it it's not twice working. now? Shut up. Have you paid for two? Well, that's a good question. Have you paid for two no, full one. self-driving? No, because the X was a uh, hardware version one. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in case you don't know what the hell we're talking about here, mm. I leased an S about a year ago, mm. and I yeah. paid the extra to make sure I got that full self-driving capacity. Mm. Because which... you hate to drive. Self-driving is your big that's what you want to do every day. I do not want to drive anywhere. So I bought that extra $3,000 package, which uh, mm-hmm. has not been used at all. It has it? will not be used at all, as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. by the time my lease is up in two years. Mm. Thank you very well, much. Well, Elon's been using your money. Yeah, well, thank you, Tesla. It's great. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Thomas, I'm still on board. Okay, so you're in. I'm in. I'm going to buy it. Here's, let me go through it one more time. You can't, I haven't seen lease information on right. it. Right. So. Yeah, so forget lease. But anyway, I'm buying it. Even okay. if there was a lease, I'm buying it. Okay. I'm going to be using it. Uh huh. And then a son's going off to college. I might, you know, say it's my car, uh-huh. but you can use it for college. I don't even see the problem is depending on which college he goes to, he probably doesn't even need a car. We yeah. just went and looked at a few colleges. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even need a car. Yeah, but it'll sit there, and I'll use it because you know, we have a lot of people coming if out of our house. If you send him to college, you won't be using it. Well, that's what I'm saying. He might not even need a car. Or okay, so you're going to buy it, but and you may or may not drive it. Right. But we need this extra car because we have so many people staying in the house and they're always needing a car. And mm-hmm. I've got a Highlander, which I really don't want to drive anymore. Highlander! No, not the movie. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't want to drive that anymore. Uh-huh. I'm increasingly anxious about driving gas vehicles. Let's stop this. I don't want to crush it, though, Tom. You know why? You want to crush your car. We're going to crush your car. We are. We're going to crush my car before New Year's Eve. We're going to crush my car if we can make that happen. My Highlander is estimated at $8,000. That's I don't cool. want to crush $8,000. I can't bring myself to crush So what are you going to do with the Highlander? Gonna, I'm going to sit it in the corner of the house. Mm-hmm. It's going to sit there and just be used on those few times when we need mm-hmm. a car, and then I'll buy carbon offsets for it. How's that? Does okay. that sound all right, Tesla Nation? I mean, carbon offsets are cool. And then I'll use the three as the other car that gets used a fair bit around the Can house with all the people. Can you buy some additional carbon offsets for, say, my truck? That'd be cool. No. <laughs> Look, let's move on, Tom, because this is right. so boring. And let's right. talk about the Model 3 manual leakage. But you wanted to talk about the, can I brag about the accuracy of the Tesla oh, trip can planner. I do that? Before... Uh, that's part of this whole opening situation. Well, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's that time of year in a young man's life when you've got to send your son off to college. So you start driving around the California to look at colleges. Are so, you the young man no, in that particular not anymore. scenario? Okay. No, my son is Oh, I get it. Okay. So we went up to a little place called Davis, California. Mm-hmm. It's about 350 miles mm-hmm. from here. Mm-hmm. We also went to the San Francisco, looked at a few schools there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went in the X, which only has 250 miles range. Mm-hmm. And only, only you poor thing. Uh, we went through the Kettleman. We went through other places. But I got to tell you that the trip estimator, mm-hmm. how much charge you're going to have when mm-hmm. you get to the uh, there, and how much you're going to have mm-hmm. to, it is so incredibly accurate. So accurate. And What's it, up with that? It just knows how you drive, Mel. It knows what you're going to do. Also, you have to realize. 50,000 trips up and down that road have been taken by your car. And people do this. They plug in the same information. So it just knows. Like the the supercomputer, Cyberdyne Systems, Skynet, whatever they call it at Tesla. That's what they call it at SpaceX. It knows. It's keeping track of, oh, another person's going to UC Davis from L.A. Ding, 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 ding. Let me tell you this exactly is what we know. Right. This is how you drive. Like, let me tell you exactly how it's going to work. The question I have for you is, so yeah. you left your house fully charged. I'm assuming you went to 100% at home. Yes. And then you had to stop the first time at? Kettleman. 
First time at Kettleman. Thank okay. you. Driving past Tesla supercharger after Tesla. So I don't need you. I don't want <laughs> you. Look at you. I hate you. And when Boom. you got to Kettleman, your SOC was? I can't remember. Oh, it was like 20%. No, okay. It was Ooh. like 20%. So then you probably got some pretty fast got juice going into it. Got 111 kilowatts for a while there. Oh. So did you leave Kettleman 100% fully charged again, or did you go to like Yeah, 80? we did, because we left early, got to Kettleman early in the morning, and went over to my favorite place, Tomasina, when I go on the road trips. It's called Denny's. I get <laughs> moons over my hammy and a cup of tea. Nice. So we had uh, some breakfast, and when we got back to the car, fully charged, boom, San Francisco. Frisco next. Boom. And then that was it. You got into Frisco. They hate it when we call it that. So yeah. that's why I call it that. We got into San Francisco. Yeah. And you stayed in the city or you went right to actually, Davis? No, what I did is actually before we got to San Francisco, I thought I got to go from San Francisco and then I got to drive to mm-hmm. Davis. There's no superchargers in San Francisco. No, I didn't know outside. that. They're all outside. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I thought I'll drive into San Francisco and just plug in for a bit. No. So I stopped off at the old Gilded as Roy, mm. which is just sort of south of San Francisco. It's a nice little shopping mall there. Garlic capital. Capital of the world. I did some wheeze. Maybe number twos, I'm going to say. <laughs> and then hopped back in the car with a good uh, amount of charge. And then nice. we drove to San Francisco. All right. You, uh, San Francisco State, hung around there, then drove over to Davis. So you didn't Boom. stay in the city. You weren't like waiting, looking for a hotel with a destination charger kind of situation or no. any of that stuff. Okay. No, I was thinking about it. But then we we're like, let's just get out to Davis. So All just right. south of Davis yeah. is a supercharger. We plugged in there for a bit. Nice. And uh, then uh, went over to the old Davis. And at the University of uh, California Davis, mm-hmm. there is a hotel that is actually on campus. So we stayed there mm-hmm. and I went to walking and yeah. I found myself some chargers. Some chargers on the campus? On the campus. Yeah. And I did plug my car in, the legal UC, or illegally. I don't know, but I plugged The UC system has a lot of chargers on its campuses. That's for sure. So that was it. Then you drove home back uh, back from Davis or you tooled yeah, around so a bit? So no, we went to Davis to Kettleman again mm-hmm. and uh, nice. charged up. Kettleman to home. Kettleman, Kettleman is like your new that. supercharging go-to oh, come on, spot. It's the 40, for people who don't know, if, you know, it's the 40 station charger. It's the biggest charging Big station boy. here in the U.S. It's only second to one in China that has mm-hmm. 50. But it's really nice. And I've got a video up on YouTube. Go do a Google search. Talking Tesla YouTube Kettleman. You'll see me showing off the Kettleman charger. It was great. But going from Kettleman back home is quite a long way. It's like yeah. 200 miles. Mm-hmm. And there's this thing called the Grapevine, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. There's a dirty big mountain between us and... In Kettleman <laughs> it's not and dirty, home. it's lovely. It's and lovely. oddly enough, no grapevines on it. No grapevines at all. So I was worried, like, really, are we going to uh, be able to get home with enough charge? And the second thing that's happening is my wife's about to take over the driving. And the thing you need to know about my wife is that if it's not 80 miles an hour, you're not driving. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm a bit worried, wifey. She's mm-hmm. like, it's going to be fine. So uh, she took off at the, the speeds that she drives. It is her car, after all. She went up the mountain that is a grape, mm-hmm. and we got home, and it was exactly as stated. We got home with, like, 20% charge. Not even, just, not, even, not even range anxiety available in I've that I've got to say, again, the, the trip planner, mm-hmm. so good. Now, what's going to happen in the future? Mm-hmm. Now, again, this is, if you're not in California, you're like, whatever. Who cares? But there is a huge number of superchargers coming because one of the things I was thinking that would really reduce my range anxiety mm-hmm. is at the top of the grapevine mm-hmm. to put a supercharger, and guess what? One's coming. At the top of the grapevine? Yep. That's weird. Yeah, so that if you're like, oh, I think I can get to LA. there's one at the bottom of the Great There's time. one at the bottom, but there's going to be one at the top. So that if you're coming from Bakersfield and you drive up the top and you're like, I want to go to downtown LA, but I used up too much energy, you're getting one. Anyway, mm-hmm. supercharger's great. Yeah. More of them coming. Need a lot more. Mm-hmm. Trip planning, great. Let's now talk about, please, the Model 3 manual. And the, it's leakage. It's got leakage. Our good friends at? Where? 
drink. Come oh, on, Mel. You. That is like teed up. Oh, You're never. Sorry. You I claim didn't... to not be on the show anymore, but sorry, this I is two weeks in a row <laughs> that you're on the show. So. My but you have, is but your working. brain has definitely left oh, the show. So this is a, an electric article. The Model 3 owner's manual has leaked. It is everywhere. It is on a Google Drive. We have posted that and will post that, and it will be posted in the show notes. <laughs> is this an English language <laughs> podcast? Please move on. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting. So the rear doors, the one thing I – so I went through the 160-page thing uh, because, well, I don't know. We <laughs> yeah, have this show. Why do. the hell not? I felt like it had to be done. The one thing that I gleaned – well, I gleaned to several things. The first thing that I gleaned is that the rear doors do not have a manual door release. So how does that work when I roll my car over and the electricity gets shut off and I want to get out? Uh, well, you can get out of your car, but your passengers in the rear seat can't. If you happen to tumble into, into the, the back seat, <laughs> you can't get out either. That's a problem for an electric car it's with weird. electric doors. Not having a so, manual latch is a problem. Right. If your battery happens to die completely, your 12-volt battery dies completely, and you're sitting in the back seat of your Model 3. Now, granted, that's a pretty out there scenario. Mm, could happen. Right. You cannot get out of the car from in of the car. <laughs> Good English. You can't get out of the car from in of the car. Uh huh. You had to repeat it. Yeah. That was so necessary? you have to crawl to the front of the car to get out of the car. I don't know how it works. Or the person in the front has to go outside and push the manual door assuming from that the outside. Assuming they're bleeding to death. Now, could you lie <laughs> yes, the? Uh, assuming that. Could you lie down one of the seats and crawl into the trunk? Is there a latch for the trunk on there the There is a button on the trunk. Thank that you. That's you how I'm get doing out. it. That's I'm how do you're going to get. So out there, Mel has now solved this problem. If okay. you're stuck in the back seat and all of the power has died to the car and you can't get out of the back seat. Crawl into the trunk into the and trunk. hope all of the trunk is empty that you can actually get out that oh, way. You might have to do a little bit of jingering, as yeah. it were. And also hope that you're not any bigger than Mel, because I'm pretty sure I could not get out of the Model 3 I'm that pretty way. tiny. I get out. <laughs> what else did you learn in this manual leakage? So, if you leave an authenticated phone, so the Model 3 opens and or closes yes. with the... Actually, I don't know if it closes. It locks yes. with the use of an authorized phone. So you get your key card. Yes. You have your phone. Yes. You open the Tesla app. Yes. You have your Model 3 at this point. Yes. You authorize your phone, and every time you walk up to the car, it unlocks automatically using the app yes. running in the background Which on your phone. Which we believe is Bluetooth, people who have reviewed the It is Bluetooth. It's 100% Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Okay, yeah. so it's Bluetooth, and it's nice. People really like it, so it opens up the car. Right. But now, Tom, I'm going uh, to get my moons over my hemi, and I leave my right. phone in the car. You left it in the car. Yeah. Your car is an open book, as it were, at that moment. What? So somebody could walk up, yeah. open the door. Uh-huh. They don't have to steal your phone. They so could take the whole car. They got the car and the phone. Car and the phone for perpetuity. perpetuity. And now you don't have your app to tell the police where your car is. I could call Tesla and say, could you track phone. my car? Yeah, because that's I lost probably it. what you'd have to do at I that could point. use Find My iPhone and I can track it. So I do occasionally leave my phone in the car to run into the market or stuff like that. That's a little bit disconcerting. disconcerting. I don't think that's a word at all. Disconcerting. disconcerting. So my, don't do that. You no, know? don't. No Put more your phone leaving in your, your phone. 
Leave the car, mm-hmm. get a lock, don't leave it in there. And I do right. this now with the, and I'm sure everybody else does, with the fob. I get into uh-huh. the car, I hate having keys in my pocket, I drop it in the center console, I do my drivey driveys, and I try to remember mm-hmm. to take my fob, but I can't tell you how many times I've left the yeah. fob in the car while I'm going into the store to pick up the Diet Coke, and anybody could take my car and go for a drivey drive. Right. It's, it's bad. bad, not good. Don't leave the key card in the car, don't leave your phone in the car. Two things from the manual. Also... And I don't know if the Model S does this or doesn't do this, but sometimes I'll pull into my driveway and it's got the regenerative braking. It's got all that stuff. So it doesn't feel like it's moving forward. And I'll open the door and I haven't necessarily all the time, every single time, put it into park. Oopsie. (laughs) And it'll creep a little bit forward. Yeah. If the Model 3, if you get out of the Model 3, it detects that you're not in there. I don't know how. Magic. Yeah, probably. And it puts the car into park. That's cool. So that's kind of an interesting little thing. Now, you obviously you wouldn't want to do this on a downhill type of a situation, but let's say in sort of a you've robbed a bank. Okay. You're driving your car high speed and the police are behind you and you jump and you run out of the car, yeah. right? To, to escape to on foot, your car's just going to put itself in the park. Is there a, a police dog involved with this? <laughs> there might be. Because if there's a police dog, I am it's, not going to try and get away. Because it turns out dogs are faster than people, so don't run away from a police dog. And here's another interesting thing. When you walk up to your Model S, yeah. to the charge port, the little reflector situation, yeah. right? If you push on that door, uh-huh. nothing happens. No. It doesn't happen. Model 3, if you walk up to it and the car is unlocked yeah. and or you have an authorized phone in your pocket, yeah. You just have to push on the charge port and it pops down. That's pretty cool. That's great. Manual uh, charge port. I actually like that. I like that. I think that's cool. I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. Also, the car weighs 3,838 pounds. Yeah, I saw this note here Mm -hmm. and um, that means nothing to me. How much does a car weigh? Well, this one weighs (laughs) 3,838 pounds. How much does a Honda Civic weigh, for example? Uh, A different amount. Hey, Google, how much does a Honda Civic weigh? I'll ask somebody who knows. 2017 Honda Civic has a curb weight of 2,739 to 3,117 pounds. So it's about 1,000 pounds heavier than a Honda Civic. Or 700 at like the top. There you go. So it's a bit heavier because of all that battery. It is. But the other interesting part, and I don't know what the gross vehicle weight ratio of a Honda Civic 2017 is either. And I don't care. And I don't know what gross vehicle weight ratio is. So that means how, that's, okay, the first number, what the car weighs. The second number is what you can put and or carry in the car. Oh. Like, theoretically, 1,000 additional pounds. So, potentially, there's some towing capacity built into that. Now, Elon has said and been quoted as saying the Model 3 does not have the capability of towing yet. Yet in Air quotes. <laughs> yeah, in air quotes. But that someday maybe that functionality will have. And the other thing, 75 kilowatt hour battery. Now, it's interesting. Okay. In the manual, yes. there is not, say... That's the big battery. Two different batteries uh, listed, right? What? It's not one manual for going? both cars. Where are you going? I'm not going are anywhere. Saying... I'm just saying... I'm not saying... I'm just saying that there is not currently... I don't want to be that guy. You just were. 
But there is not currently. Well, they're making a digital manual, so they can do whatever they want. They can make very, You very... are suggesting they are putting one battery in all of these cars and software limiting it. That is what you're saying. No, I did not. Say I it. said there's a single battery listed. You just said the rest of that stuff, just for the record. You're saying all of those words? That was your voice. You were wearing headphones. You should be able to hear yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've presumed that there are two different batteries. Mm -hmm. um, but it could be that there's one battery, the 75-kilowatt battery, and they'll mm -hmm. software limited to 220 miles of range mm -hmm. on the low end and 310 miles range on the high end. Now, let me just say something about the 310 miles range uh -huh. on the high end. Yeah. In the numbers that they gave to the EPA, this car actually has a range of 335 miles, and they are asking the EPA to list it as 310. Uh -huh. The conspiracy here has been, uh, it's too good a car, it's too magic, we don't want it to... <laughs> it's too magic. We want to differentiate it from the Model S. Can you drop that down? Because you can always underplay it, but you can't overplay it. But other people have said that maybe they're just trying to say, this is more real world, like real world driving 310. EPA rated driving is not real world for most people. And because the EPA is being led by Scott Pruitt, he was like, uh, fake news, I don't care, do what you want. You how can much, lie to the people. How much coal can you put in it? <laughs> Does it take gasoline? Uh, don't lie, don't take gasoline. <laughs> I don't know, Scott Pruitt stands out there. But I just know I don't like it. Oh, I also know that. That's, that's what me and you have that in common. That's funny. We don't like Scott Pruitt. All right. So uh, they're configuring. There's the manual. It's all happening. But let's go back and talk about uh, the Tesla um, Semi again. Is that, it's only like a couple of weeks. Does it make sense to use that noise? Well, it is in the past. <laughs> okay. And for the patrons, uh -huh. I did a little thing about Ooh, the Semi this week. You. Did I send that to you? No, of course not. Why would you? Mm. So talk to us about the semi. What do you so want the semi, uh, some pricing came out, uh, was released. Yes. Three different pricing uh, models. One hundred and one hundred and fifty thousand for the base model. That would be the three hundred miler. Okay. One hundred and eighty thousand. That would be for the five hundred miler. Okay. Two hundred thousand founder series. What I mean. Why a and the limiting series? to that to a thousand. I was very curious about this as well, but I think it's another one of those. Can we get someone to give us like two hundred million dollars? Founder series. I wonder what is it going to be red. What's I mean, it going to have? Of enough? course, it's going to be red. I mean, that's red. ridiculous. This is what's fascinating about the pricing. Maybe it'll have Obeche and Alcantara interior. Mm, hello. Who cares? The fascinating thing about the pricing, and I talked about this with the patrons, is that uh, if you do the math on the cost of the battery... Mathematics. Uh, here's how it goes. Everybody seems to agree right now, a 1,000 kilowatt hour battery is what this puppy is going to be. Mm -hmm. They're going to sell the 500 mile range for 180,000. Currently, Tesla, it's estimated, I don't know if they've explicitly said it, but everybody else has said it, that Tesla is making batteries for a ridiculously low $145 per kilowatt hour. Ridiculously low. Which is way less than anybody else can make it. Way less. So if you do 1,000 times mm -hmm. 145, that's $145,000 worth of battery just in the battery for the truck. You can't make the rest of the truck for that price and make a profit. You can't make the rest of the truck for $5,000? Uh, well, it's about $30,000, but... To, no, 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 145 and 150 yeah, that's so 5000 Oh, well, I guess we're talking about the bigger battery. So $35,000. Anyway, the cost there is in the battery. So people have said, oh, mm. my gosh, this must mean that Tesla has some breakthrough battery technology which allows them to make batteries much cheaper because they cannot make this battery mm -hmm. that large. 
and make a profit. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. And I would say, yeah, they do have a super secret brand new battery technology, which significantly reduces the price of those batteries. And it's called the Gigafactory. This is what they've been saying the whole time, that the Gigafactory, it is just simply the fact that they've got this giant factory that they can build in volume, and that's the special source of dropping the price. It's not like they're going to use magnesium conglomerate of uh, silica for new batteries. They're just going to use the 2170 batteries, but they're going to make so many of them at volume. Price comes down, and this is where Tesla wins. They can build so many of these, they'll get the price down. It has been estimated that they need to get the price down to well under $100 per kilowatt hour, which people didn't think could possibly occur for at least another five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they at least believe mm-hmm. they can do it. In I less guess than it two. just depends on what you're factoring in as costs. Are you only factoring in current materials and labor and a tiny bit of overhead? Or is that also helping them to pay back the battery factory cost of the Gigafactory? So Joel Sapp... A gentleman that we speak of he is, very often. He is the president. He sent us a letter about another podcast called the Tesla Daily. Which is very good. Very Short good little podcast. chunks every day if you want them. Bits and pieces, hence the daily. And uh, what episode, one of the episodes recently, this gentleman that runs the Tesla Daily did sort of an, a cost analysis about the cost of semi-trucks in general. And then rotated that cost into saying that Tesla could potentially be making batteries for as low as $83 a kilowatt hour, potentially somewhere between $114 and $83 a kilowatt. This uh, $100 per kilowatt hour, many analysts say that is the magic number at which time electric vehicles um, crush ICE vehicles. Crush. And if you do the mathematics... At $114 a kilowatt hour, so the high end of this gentleman's estimation, and plug that into the 75 kilowatt hour for the Model 3, Go. $8,550 is the cost of the battery. However, when you consider the high-range Tesla has a $9,000 premium, yes, that pays for the entire cost of the battery. Good profit. Which means the whole rest of the car materials, you know, right, the, that's the whole drivetrain aspect. Well, that's just the battery, not the motor. But again, there's potential for there to be uh, quite a bit of margin involved in that situation. It is all about the battery costs getting them down. And Elon is suggesting that this is where that can be. And in, in the Patreon piece I sort of talk about, they can't do this today with today's stuff. So they are really banking on higher density and much lower cost within two years because that's when the the truck's supposed to come out. And I love this. If they can do it, the trickle down is huge because that means the next car that comes out, the one that really is a mass market car, could have a two or 300 mile range and get into the $20,000 range. That would be bigger than Ben-Hur's bottom. My goodness. That is very, very big. But imagine if the entire port of Long Beach and the entire port of Los Angeles all of the trucks driving within, just within the port become electric. How much nicer it will be to live around the port. Yes. How much quieter it will be. Yes. The unfortunate aspect of this for people who work driving trucks is that those trucks are probably going to end up being autonomous yes. quicker because they're going to stay on site, right? Because every day when a truck, when a, when a tanker comes in, 
a cargo container ship comes in, they just drop them and they move those containers to another spot. It's like a temporary holding facility. Yes. They're not necessarily being moved right out right away. So. If you're in the trucking industry, if you're a driver, if you're an Uber driver, if you're a truck driver, your days are numbered. You have some time, but uh, your days are numbered. There is a mm, tectonic shift going yeah. to be occurring in the transport industry. I think it'll be a, lo- a good long while because I still think that trucks find themselves doing things that are very complicated and all, and very, very difficult to think about, like backing in to very tight spots. Like there's a semi truck yeah. that pulls into a Seven Eleven on the corner of Reseda yeah, and, mate, and I, Burbank. I get that. And I saw there was somebody had an, a letter about that. But mm-hmm. um, this is a thing that uh, computers and Teslas do very well. Yeah. Give me a few cameras. Give me a few sensors. And I will learn to park way better than you, Holmes. Yeah. And way I, better. It, I could see there being a last mile thing for quite a while, for a decade or so. But uh, – but it's not going to last forever, in my opinion. All right. Well, uh, let us continue on and just tell you that the uh, Australian Tesla installation, it be done. It be done under budget and on time. Actually, less than time. Under so time it. and under the budget, which is what the money is about. The money is the budget part of that, and the time is the, the amount of length. 128 megawatt hour battery installation. Enough mm-hmm. battery backup to do 30,000 houses for about four hours. And a lot of people said, well, that doesn't fix South Australia's problem. No, it's not about <laughs> getting battery storage for everybody for 24 hours a day. It's about regulating the uh-huh. grid and the fluctuations. Mm-hmm. So this is plenty big enough to do that, and you're going to see more of them. And this bad boy is tied. You can explain this maybe a little bit more to the people, right? This thing is 100% tied to a wind farm, and that's yes. the situation, right? Yes. it's a, There's a wind farm that mm-hmm. blows a lot during the night, more okay. than the day, oh, and they charge it all up. And then uh, it's also, this is grid tied to Victoria, which is down the street mm-hmm. and then South Australia, and this, that's going to be huge. It's a big deal. And we could see these things in a lot more places. Again, we're talking about this democratization of the energy grid that we've talked about many, many times. And neighborhoods, areas can go and build these things to sort of protect themselves from blackouts. And America— And brownouts and grid fluctuation. And I believe I read something recently that the U.S. has had over 300 blackouts of one sort or another in the past year. What? That's a lot. Do you remember in California back, not that long ago, 10 years, 20 years? Mm-hmm. It was every single day we had brownouts. We yeah. had huge problems. So, again, there's two types of battery installation. One is like it's to store all the energy that you create and then you use it 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. A lot of these battery installations that we see are just to reduce that fluctuation that you get in the grid. Later on, a much larger battery installation mm-hmm. could do more of just everyday work. Right. These are the things like we discussed, the peaker plants, those things that sort of yes. take up that if it's a really hot day, more people turn on their air conditioner, that there there's a draw that the regular wind farm could not meet. So uh, let's do some letters, mate, because this is going to be a short talking Tesla. We're going to hopefully right here insert a oh. supercharger update from Roberto, Roberto who is in the tri-state, tri-state area. area. <laughs> right, we spoke about that. Hopefully, this will be the time where the viewers will hear his dulcet tones. Hopefully, I don't care about his tones. Hopefully, this is the time they hear about <laughs> fifty thousand new fifty thousand uh, uh, supercharger and installations. a mega charger and a mega charger. Oh, can you? Hey, here's Robert coming at you from the temporary talking Tesla studios in the Big Apple, New York City, staying in 
the Greenwich Village area, had a great time today, wandered the city, ended up going to One World Observatory, that's the new World Trade Center, 102 stories up in the observation deck. I spent many an hour there looking at amazing sights, had some lunch. What a great opportunity if ever you're in New York City to blow a few hours or 20 minutes. You can go for as long as you want, but I totally recommend it. Also enjoying a lot of Tesla sites while I'm around town, seeing a lot of Teslas, talking to people about Tesla. And uh, if you'd like to stay up to date, I'm on Twitter at at R-R-O-S-E-N-B-L. That's my name, just shortened, R-Rosen-B-L. So at R-Rosen-B-L on Twitter. And so let's get on to the supercharger update. This week we've had a moderate week. We've had a bunch of superchargers opening seven, five in the United States, one in Norway, and one in Austria. The U.S. openings are notable for the Baker opening. That's Baker in California. That's a route between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. That's the second 40-stall mega supercharger. That's sort of what we can't call it mega anymore because mega charger is something new. So big supercharger installation. It's not quite as swank as the Kettleman City because it doesn't include a lounge with a barista and, you know, Wi-Fi and all the amenities that you have up at Kettleman City. And uh, shout out to Mel, who made a great video walk about the Kettleman City supercharger. He didn't give us a review of the coffee from the Tesla barista at Kettleman City. So if you've got that news, then tweet it to me. I'd really like to know. In addition to the Baker supercharger opening, we have Yermo, Y-E-R-M-O. Yermo is another small town on the highway between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. This is an 18-stall supercharger. Again, it's been uh, sort of in, in construction for quite a bit longer than Baker, but welcome opening uh, and addition to this heavily traveled route. However, there's this curious uh, finding where they have a sign up. So normally you have these red signs at each of the stalls that say Tesla vehicle charging only, but there's a sign that sort of overlaps that a bit and it says temporarily open November 21-January 14. And under that it says permanently open early 2018. And right now it doesn't actually show as open on the Tesla website. I haven't checked a car yet because I haven't been near my car. So it might show as open when you're on the map program in your car, but it looks like it's going to go down in January. I'm not sure if they just rushed to get it going for the holidays and they still have to put some finishing touches on it, but uh, we'll see. There's no new news on the forum at this point, so I don't want to speculate. And then um, under construction, we have six superchargers. There are two in Canada, two in the United States, one in Portugal, and one in Spain. The U.S. construction supercharger's includes Thousand Oaks, which is another heavily traveled supercharger, I should say Tesla route, between Los Angeles and Santa Barbara and Ventura County. Uh, that will be a welcome addition along this 101 highway. Nobody's in permit this week. No new permits, I should say, were pulled. So we'll continue to watch for that, although we're entering sort of a slow period as far as all construction projects go between the Thanksgiving and the Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's holiday period. But I look forward to being back next week uh, with another supercharger update and uh, 
Stay charged and enjoy your Teslas. Okay, so the first, <laughs> I just looked at the name of the second person. Anyways, uh, the first letter comes from Jimmy. Yo, Jimmy. And he says, every time I talk about the semi not having manual transmission, he cringes. He cringes. He I've physically done it, cringes. I've done it at least two times. That's a double cringe yeah, that's for di- Jimmy. That's by cringula. <laughs> That's by Cringular. I don't think that's a word. Oh, I made it According up. to the most recent data he could find, about 80% of Class 8 truck buyers choose manual transmissions. Now, I believe I found this article that Jimmy speaks of. Yes. And the data. Uh-huh. 2012 article, as a matter of fact, <gasps> is what that was. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they presumed by 2014 it would be closer to 40%. The point is. The point is, I believe now Volvo, yes. a very large seller of Class Eight vehicles, let's call them, more about fifty percent of their vehicles are manual transmission. So, Jimmy, cringe no more, my friend. Tom's half right. Cringe no more. <laughs> Tom's right fifty percent of the time. <laughs> or you could say it this way: a hundred percent of the time, he's right half the time. Yeah, that is a hundred percent not accurate. So uh, this was a big deal because uh, Elon was saying, you don't have to change the gears anymore because mm-hmm. you've got this uh, continuous right. speed. Single gear single transmission. Single gear transmission. You just go boom. Um, it's still, it's good. The it's Model fine. 3 has a single gear transmission as well. Yeah. Drake Ramore. I don't think that's a real name. I think it might be made up. Because <laughs> I it's think not, that's cool. from a movie. Yeah. I can't think of what movie it's I from at the moment. I can't remember Drake Remore. Anyway, he says, look, cooling. You've been talking a little bit about cool. Actually, he's from Hungary in Budapest. He says, uh, <laughs> talking about cooling the electric charging of your car. And I think maybe he missed what we were talking about. There's actually, we've seen this. So he's saying that there are patents for this. There was actually one, I believe it was at the Mountain View Supercharger mm-hmm. that was using a thinner cord, but with cooling mm-hmm. so that you could get the same amount of charge across, but in a smaller uh, package. Robert spoke about it. He saw it when we went to TMC Connect a couple of years exactly. ago. Exactly. And now it's gone away. It looks like they were charging. You're playing with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of people again have said for this mega charger. Mm-hmm. And this mega charger is going to be the equivalent of about 10 superchargers in a pretty small area. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to do cooling because that's going to be a lot of excess energy. If you grab your handle of your charger now when you go to a supercharger and you plug your SX in, you grab it every now and then, it's like, oh, that's quite warm. Like it's hot. If you put 10 of those puppies together and wrap them with some duct tape, that's going to get <laughs> bloody warm. 10 puppies wrapped together with duct tape. It's just not a good visual. And Drake Ramore is Joey Tribbiani's character on Days of Our Lives from the show Friends. Thank you. That's the one. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that. So I think they'll probably have to do some form of cooling in these superchargers. The amount of uh-huh. energy going through this, I mean, megacharger, mm-hmm. the amount of energy going through these megachargers is quite overwhelming. Is it I, overwhelming? Oh, it's pretty Do you feel overwhelmed by it? I did, uh, for the Patreons, a little math. Oh, my goodness. How was that? Two acres of solar panels. What? To get the energy required to fill this sort of, if you didn't use battery backup, you need two acres two of energy and a really in, sunny day. Two acres. You take two in acres worth long? of solar panels, okay, and all of the energy they're creating is about one megawatt. Okay. And then you plug that into your truck. So you would theoretically be able to get that energy into is it is it all the energy they're creating in one day instantaneously? At no, that's one just time? instantaneously. And so you so, charge up in thirty minutes. Wow. So you could do in a ten hour day maybe twenty trucks. Two 
acres. Two acres is not that big. It's big. It's big, but it's not that big. Uh, well, it's not but as big as big. Jupiter. If Jupiter is big, then yeah, two acres isn't that big. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's all relative. No, I, I, I think I do. And also, Drake, Drake, oh, Mr. Ramore, and you. also Doctor Ramore, <laughs> says that Robert is the smart one because he had the idea to spend five k to go on a ride in the roadster. Right. And you know what? I cannot disagree. I got to tell you right now. I think that there is a psychological thing going on. There. Okay. It's Robert saying, and uh -huh. he, I'll, I'll back this up. Mm -hmm. Robert said, "I put five thousand dollars mm -hmm. down, and uh, you can get it all back. And yeah. uh, then I got a ride in a roadster, uh -huh. and this is an incredible experience, mm -hmm. a once in a lifetime thing." Yeah. You specifically asked him, "Did you go?" get your 5000 back. Uh -huh. He did not answer that. He did not, no. Guess what? Uh-huh. Somebody's buying himself a roadster in two years. So that means, because it's been more than 10 days, let's be realistic here, yes. that he wired 45 more thousand of his hard-earned, shift-earned dollars to Tesla. I say to you, young man, there is no way that happened. That's a lot of shifts. <laughs> $45,000. That's a lot of shifts. Robert, okay, you're going to have to, this is going to be a cliffhanger. You're going to have to wait till next week to find out if Robert dropped another 45 grand. Because I can tell the can glint in that me. boy's eye, he wants that roadster. You can believe He loves me. the speed. Duke L says, hey guys, is the Model 3 going to have a driver profile? Because if it's not, that's poopy pants. <laughs> he did not say the words. There's no poopy pants on this page I whatsoever. I reference that. I think, I hope. That, to me, is now such a standard cool thing. You get in the car, it's your profile. I get in the car, my profile. The wife gets in the car, it's her profile. In fact, Tom, my wife deleted your profile off the X. He's like, I'm not letting Tom drive this car. I'm taking him off. That's not She fair. deleted That's you. That's not cool, man. <laughs> so what I will say is this. When I looked through the manual, and this manual was for the premium edition because it had the power seat, there was nothing that I could find okay. in reference to saving driver profiles. Now, that doesn't mean it's not there. Could have been an oversight. Could be added later via update de los software. Also, this uh, manual, some people are saying, is a couple of months old already. Anywho. Yes. But I would say that if you don't get the premium edition without the automatic seats, there's no need for there to be a driver profile save. You would only be saving the position of the steering wheel and the side view mirrors. That seems kind of wasteful of actuators and such, but we are talking about Tesla. Stephen Peters, mate, said, I discovered that you get a discount on the Roadster via the referral mm, program. Mm. Nothing new about that, right? But right. now it specifically mentions that it is for the Founders Edition. Mm, See attached. Mm. It would be awesome if I could buy one at a serious discount because I love the red color that they presented uh -huh. in. And he shows us a screenshot uh -huh. of his app with uh -huh. Next Generation Roadster. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Tom, what's, the, what's your uh, code? Uh, my code is Laney9300. I am nowhere near unlocking uh, Roadster Love. At least I don't think so. Although I don't, maybe it's only five. So maybe I am. Anywho, over the last two weeks, I have received two more referrals to Laney9300, which because Robert is not here, screw him. It's Laney9300. That's the referral code used. One more, Mel, and me and you will get to sit on my back porch yes. and watch the installation of a Tesla 
Powerwall Founders Red Edition. You know you want to do that. Me and you, couple of gin and tonics, doing a live show, talking to the guys, installing it. Who doesn't want to hear that? That sounds like some fascinating television. <laughs> Laney9300. Or do they call you Tom? Or do they? Yes. Well, Laney is technically the owner of the vehicle and to which the referrals uh, get attached. But mm-hmm. Stephen yes. is at 8%. He wants this Roadster in a bad way. This is the gentleman that we hung out with at the Tesla Semi event. I think he's going to get one. That's exciting. And if you think about it, a high-end S, and I said this last week, a high-end S, a high-end X, 140000 plus. The Roadster is just a Model 3. It's like buying an S and a Model 3 on the same day. That's expensive. <laughs> and you get plaid. How did you get from? I don't know. A fifty thousand model three <laughs> to a two hundred thousand dollar roadster. I added an S. You added a, a very expensive S. Ross Harrison. Hello, Ross. It's Gl- Harrison, but that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Ross will answer to anything. Uh, glass in the truck. So he says he loves the car. Of course, mm-hmm. can't wait to uh, crush Tom's car and has become a Patreon because of it. Yeah. And what's happening with it? We're going to crush it. Okay. By New Year's. Later in the year. I thought you'd find this interesting. He believes that Corning is supplying very strong Gorilla Glass for the Model 3. And I say, you're wrong. Incorrect. Fake news. Because um, I've got a number of articles from Electric and others that say Tesla has created its own glass for the solar roof and for the Model 3. Maximum glass. And they're making it themselves. At the Corning factory, right? Which they have shown time and time again. The bowling ball test, as the it refers ball to test they like. the solar roofs. Because but it's it, not Corning, it's them. But they are they using an old Corning factory? That is correct. That's where they built the solar plant. Well, there you go. So, anyway, this glass is pretty uh, they strong. Found, they found some blueprints left over from when the Corning guys took wow, off. That's right. <laughs> this is this really glass good. looks this really is, strong. This is pretty cool. We should take this. Okay, semi-truck seating position. Tom Will says this, mate. First of all, from the point of view of the mega charger, 0.7 cents per kilowatt hour, he's saying Walmart you know, is going to want to put in their own mega chargers. They've got their own sort of fleet, and mm-hmm. uh, the cost that uh, Walmart would charge up for it wouldn't be seven cents. And I say... Well, Walmart won't do it then, because if they can't uh, charge up at seven cents per kilowatt hour, why would they install their own charges for more? But Walmart would buy. Let's say they they changed out their entire fleet. I believe that's about six thousand trucks. It's a lot that's of trucks. Lot of trucks. They can put chargers at all of their stores while their trucks are unloading. They can be mega charged. They're going to go back empty, so that charge is going to last a really long time. They can put solar panels on all the roofs of all of their stores. They have parking lots they could put solar panels in as well. They could really do it up right, and they could potentially get that cost to about the same. Now, what Tesla said specifically is that they will provide electricity at $0.07, cents, right? right? So that means that maybe Tesla will build mega chargers where you want them to be able to provide that, right? So Tesla could come in with their solar panels in the back of Walmart and and put up solar panels in the parking lots and on the roof or whatever to be able to provide that A at the distribution centers, at the stores. Like they didn't say where they had to be charged up, but they'll need to be charged up in both of those places. Well, I think they're going to put mega charges along giant highways. I don't know what kind of deals they'll do with individuals, but yeah, Walmart is a good example because they have been dropping solar panels on the top of their giant warehouses for a long time because it's way cheaper in the long run. So you might be right. You might see that this will actually push Walmart to do that even more. More on their roofy roofs 
more in their parking lots because they're going to have these mega charges that they need to charge up. And I wonder how they're going to store that energy. Oh, that's right. They'll be buying batteries from Tesla. Hmm. Thank you. Which will help them to charge faster. Because my guess is you couldn't necessarily go to charge. Obviously, you couldn't charge at night using no. just the straight solar panel, two-acre version that you have. But I bet you most Walmart here's – here's something for you. I bet you most Walmart Supercenter parking lots are more than two acres. I bet you you are correct, sir. I bet you there are a lot more than two acres. Now, Tom also says this thing that we were talking about. Now, there's this weird part of the truck where you're sitting right in the middle mm-hmm. and how are you going to park that thing? It's hard enough when you sort of got your arm out and you're looking over your shoulder yeah. parking those trucks and there's lots of YouTube videos of people crashing into stuff. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Go check them out. It's not funny. Um, but I say it's uh, with the Tesla uh, sort of auto driving technology and the parking technology. Uh-huh. They'll just have that in trucks, and it'll be better than you. Well, they'll have the parking technology, but you have to also realize that most big rigs, actually all big rigs as of right now, Class 8 trucks, do not have the two giant screens. Now, remember, we saw the inside of this truck, center seat, two giant screens. You put that thing in reverse, it is going to give you better view than any of your rear view mirrors could ever do. Unadulterated views, because you won't have the whole side of the truck to deal with. You'll have exactly the view that you need to be able to see what's back there, including how far back you need to go. So I think that aspect of it alone is going to make these much, much easier to drive. I do appreciate the fact it's going to be a different way of driving, but we all are getting to that point anyways, right? Exactly. August Wings has a big long thing here, which we didn't have time to read, but we'll do it next week, as did Andy which has another extraordinarily long, although very interesting letter that needs Well, that some time. was also from August Wing. So they oh, are talking about huge. Model 3s and how they will get added to. And this letter came to us very late before we were recording, which is why we didn't get a chance to read it. But there's a lot of interesting information about the Model 3 and how it pertains to the Tesla network, which honestly, Tesla's been very hush-hush about since announcing its existence. Well, you know why? Because the Tesla network really is... Uh, you know, it's dependent on this thing called <laughs> autonomous driving. Oh, and, and what? Uh, they don't have that. And it's also dependent on? Model 3. Hmm. So yeah. two things. Two things two that things, you need. Two main things. Model 3, yeah. right, being out in the in the wild. Yeah. And uh, real uh, level 5 autonomy. Autonomous driving. Yeah. And they don't really have those two things. They don't have those. Those two things don't exist. They do now, have the name. They have the Tesla network <laughs> name. Do. So they got that down. So they have the Tesla network name. Yeah. They've named autonomous driving. That's yes. autopilot. Yes. Right? They've named the vehicle. They've that's the Model, Model 3. Yeah. So they have the naming. They've got the names The down. nomenclature, as it were. The physical is all, products is are all a little behind on, but the naming the is The naming is, is good. So, so what you're saying is the Model 3 and autopilot, full uh, level 5 autopilot driving, together make... The Tesla network. Yes. It's it's like a puzzle that goes together. Together, right. Okay, good. But the physical thing yeah. doesn't exist. That's right. And the next letter comes from Daniel Berman. And I was going to bring this up, and I think this is actually, Conspiracy. I don't know what this is. Something's happening. I don't know why it's happening. Yeah, something. But currently, I have never seen the Tesla CPO site have less inventory than it does right now. The certified pre-owned, the used, the that ones that correct. somebody's already, you know, messed up and is selling to you at a lower price. According to both uh, the Tesla inventory website, the Tesla website, and a third website, there are less than 14 used Teslas for sale via Tesla right now. Mel, why? In the U.S.? 
in the United States of, of, of the Americas, like 14. One of them, if you type in, because it's, it's location aware now, the way that it works. If I type in, uh, push the used vehicle, only one comes up. It's a P100D. It's a 2017. It has 2,400 miles. My guess is it's a demo. Okay. Right, a high-end dealer yeah, demo right, situation. Okay, yeah. It's a hundred and thirty grand, bro. And that's it. It's white, tanned seats. If you want it, you should get it because it's going. Where are all the CPO cars? I don't know if people are. Uh, this is what my guess is, right? The the people who had leases or or uh, sales of cars that they would have been turning in at this moment, Tesla was planning on probably a bunch of people trading in their S's for threes. There are no threes. You can't trade a car for a lesser car. You're a case in point. When the three was originally announced, you were like, this is my car. I'm getting this car yes. and giving back my S because I yes. don't need a $100,000 yes. car. Your words, not mine. Yes. Bullshit. But your words and not mine. No, not bull. Go on. Well, you're not getting rid of your S. So bull- I can't get out of the lease, Tom. <laughs> yeah, if well. I could, I would. Oh, Okay. So that brings up another question. So you'll buy your Model 3. Yes. You'll be driving it around. Maybe your son will be driving around. When your S lease is up, you're done, you're out, you're gone, you're only going to drive the Model 3. Yep. Nice. Look at you keeping your word, proving me wrong. Look at me saying I'm going to keep my word (laughs) in the future. You'll be like, the day that Model 3 gets delivered, you'll be like, I like it, but it's not an S. It's not an S. (laughs) But then they'll come out with a new S with mega charging, because I think... And a lot of people think that's going to be the next differentiator, right? Because they have cracked that 200 kilowatt hour ceiling with the Roadster. Yes. It's only a matter of time. They've cracked the speed of charging with the semi truck, right? So combine those two things and you add the biggest differentiator that you could add to the SNX to keep them way above the three. Right. So if they come out I'll answer your question with an answer to a question. <laughs> if they come out with an S uh-huh. that has 600 miles range. Oh, we all know what's happening and then. And 10 minutes to charge. Uh-huh. And it's $150,000. Uh-huh. Is Herbert going to buy that car? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that a roadster? Yeah, it's called a big roadster <laughs> with a bigger frunk. Uh-huh. I want that more range. I just uh-huh. want it. I want that more range. And you don't even use I'll it. Never, never use it. it. Never. never use you it, but won't just be caught it. dead driving across this great land of ours. I just want it, though. I want to be able to say, I need to go on an outback drive and not worry about. Like charging. to Outback Steakhouse? Like, no, outback to where the sun don't shine. You hate it out there. <laughs> and just drive for like 200 miles in the middle of nowhere, drive around in nowhere, <laughs> and then drive back and not have to worry about charging. I would not want to be in the seat next to you. You would be complaining the entire time. Where's the on? Mackers? Where's, there's nothing out here. What are you doing out here? Daniel Corvado, who's been a big friend of the show from it's the beginning. Diego. Daniel. I think I've done that four times in a row. Lo siento, mi amigo. Diego, this is a man who is been wonderful to us. He's sent us letters every week for many weeks. Diego used to work for Cummings, which is Mm -hmm. the big truck manufacturer. And he said he wept. He cried. He was excited when they came out with this (laughs) Tesla truck with a 500-mile range. It blew his tiny trucking Mm -hmm. mind. And fully loaded 500 miles. Not empty. Fully loaded, Mel. 80,000 gross vehicle weight of loadedness. Yeah. So he just says, like, he can't believe it. This is somebody who actually knows a little bit about trucks. He's like... Dang. Game changer. 
changer that is of a game. And then the pricing. Oh, my goodness. And the pricing, again, freaking people out. How can they possibly do it for this price? They can only do it if the price of that battery is way down. And again, I don't think it's a new brand new chemical thing or uh, no. I think it's just pure volume out of that giant factory. And a new truck, just just to give you guys a little bit of perspective, I didn't really discuss this earlier, but it makes sense to talk about it now. A 2018 Volvo truck with a sleeper, right, is $154,000 out the door right now. A 2018 International, similar to the Tesla style without the sleeper built into the back, 105000 So we're not talking about a gigantic premium, plus you're talking about a car. Uh, the 2018 International without a sleeper for 105000 they average about $30,000 a year in fuel costs. That doesn't include maintenance. So we're talking about game-changing numbers if they can deliver. It's, again, if they can deliver... deliver. Because it's been worked out by people like Ben from Teslanomics that $0.07 cents per kilowatt hour is about half the fuel price of diesel, and that's assuming diesel prices are pretty low. Yeah. And it's a constant if Tesla says it's $0.07 cents mm-hmm. forever and a day. Uh, huge savings, yeah. $30,000, $40,000 a year savings just in fuel, which is big. and it's the And for Tesla, it's sort of the iTunes model, right? They sell a truck for $150,000, and they are being paid to fuel it for its life, one million miles. That's bigger than Ben Hersbergs. Now, Diego also says this. I guess he was at the event. He was. We met him. You didn't. You didn't see. The, I didn't see. I, oh, you I was on the. I was on the stream, and Tesla, and Diego came over and he talked to us, and it was really great to meet him in person. We I was doing a crappy this. stream myself. You um, were, yeah, you were, you were effing that up big time. For he sure. met Ben from Teslanomics. We met Temp Ben from Teslanomics. We told you that also. Oh, I know that, but he was saying to Ben, like Ben was like, "What do you? Uh-huh. What do you think? What's, yeah. what's the big thing that's going to happen tonight?" And Diego goes, "Boy, I'd love it if they you know, pulled out a roadster yeah. right at the end," and they did. So Diego, yeah. nice work. Ben's roadster. Yeah. Ben's free roadster. Ben's effing roadster. <laughs> ben, I like your YouTube show and all, but do you really believe you deserve a roadster more than <laughs> I a, do? It's a... Well, yeah. I think he does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I bet he does believe that. I believe he actually deserves a... It's a good show. You don't even give out your referral code because we're too busy using my... I don't give it out because... Lady 9300 referral I code. I don't want to take away from you. I know. You're such a giver. I'm a giver. You're a giving, I'm a giving giver. man. And in this particular case... We come to the end of this show. Lady 9300, I'd like to call you from now on. Oh, please. That could be awkward. Lady 9300, <laughs> it has been a pleasure to be back on the show that I left temporarily for a minute. <laughs> One week, I believe, um, so far. <laughs> and yet uh, the forces of nature have meant that I have to keep coming back because, you know, you guys aren't doing the show. Huh. I'm One here of, right one now. One of these always gone. That's inaccurate. We were both here last week and you showed up. Yeah, well, I showed up last week because it was the test of event. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, for the patrons every week, uh-huh. I'm doing a patron for you. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm working on going zero. Yeah, I'm working on That's what I'm doing with all my extra time. What's this week's Patreon going to be about, Mel? This week? I don't know. Because whenever I say what it's going to be, mm-hmm. something happens and it turns out not to be that thing. Well, here's hoping... That you had a happy Thanksgiving. I did. Here's hoping that the next week you will be on this show because we will be live configuring your Model 3 on this show. How cool would that be? Because I will tell you this. Tell me. If and when the Model 3 configure comes to fruition for one of us, we will do it on this show. We will do it, and we will do it live. Will not make my wife very happy, but I will get all of the information prior, and... uh, We'll make that happen. I believe it will happen on the December that is 3-1. 
You think it's on New Year's Eve? They're going to send that I'm out? I'm not seeing it before that. No I think way. within two weeks, one of the three of what? us. What? Within two weeks. What? One of the three of us gets their invite. If that's true, that means they must have massively increased production. I don't know if that's true. But there are. it doesn't matter what you think because they're already putting them out there for the people that yeah, are Yeah, but these are, are the employees. first people. Like if we're 100,000 in, we're not going to be configuring for a while. But, but we're not 100,000 in. We're part of the first wave, dude, day one. Yeah, I still— Uno de evito. <laughs> That's, I don't know what language is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, his name is Tom Wilson. That's true. Actually, it's Laney9300. <laughs> My name is Mel Herbert. His name is Robert Rosenblum. This is Talking Tesla. Feels good to do a show that's just an hour long. Oh, this show is great. Feels like I had energy the whole way. Not like those two and a half hour shows. <laughs> that was, was a fun saying. show, Mel. It was you know, good last to have week's you show, back. Oh, we're going to keep going, No, well, we? just for a second here, okay. because I just want to tease good. it. All right. Last week I did the show for a while, then I had to go. Uh-huh. A very important man had to leave. Yeah. And then I listened to the show afterwards. You and Robert finished the show off. Uh-huh. And you were whining the entire time about how tired you were at Birdtown, and, oh, it's two and a half hours, and like, uh huh. It's too long. Yeah. So next time, do it faster. Okay. I don't know what's wrong with you. Do it at 1.5 speed. Keep the notes coming up. Keep the messages coming via Facebook. Keep your letters out there. And patrons, thank you. Always more good and better patron stuff coming. I've got some new technologies that's going to make it even better. Yeah. We all love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Laney9300, see you, mate. Did I say Laney9300? That is my referral Did code. I try and it's shove so this weird. into people's brains by just saying it over and over, like <laughs> Laney9300, Laney9300? That would be the referral code, and it would be Tom's referral code, and he really uh, needs just one more. Laney9300. I wasn't that excited until I realized the one more is the Powerwall. I didn't think I would ever get there, honestly. I didn't think I would get close. But the nation has come forward to support me. And one more after that, Mel, and we can go to the next unveiling event, whatever it is. Model Y? Yeah, and I'll take you. And all we need to remember is one word, Laney 9300. L-A-I-N-I 9300. Wow, we are really shilling this week. Terrible. Goodbye, everyone. Talking Tesla is a production of Fully Blue Incorporated. Hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson, and Robert Rosenberg. Edited by Eliza Jane Barnes. And produced by C.C. Herbert and Mel Herbert. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash Talking Tesla. To find our referral codes, go to talkingtesla.net forward slash about. And finally, if you love the show, go write us a review on iTunes.